As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hey girl, hey, I told you I was not going to leave you out some off-season content. I'm so excited to share this lesson that I taught last year called The Recovery Room. There is so much information, so many things that we get bombarded with throughout the year that we often don't take time to process because for a lot of us, we are type A, go-getting, on fire for God, doing it all the thing girlies and we don't ever take the time to process and actually recover from the things that we have dealt with a lot of us have been inundated with so many even like micro traumas of things that have happened that we kind of shrug off and we don't process because we don't have the time or make room for them and not only that I personally have found that I downplay a lot of my accomplishments because they feel like tasks. And so instead of me always feeling celebratory, I feel a level of relief. And that is problematic for me. Like I love the Lord. Okay. And I know that everything that I have achieved is through him. But one thing that I'm going to start doing that y'all going to see here real soon, I'm going to poke my chest out a little bit because I'm that girl. Like I have done the things. (laughs) I redid my office recently. I have five plaques on my wall with my whole legal name on them because I be in these people's school and working a full-time job. Like, can we, can we talk? Because God gave me the grace, but we have to do the things. And I was like, is that like, is that, is that doing too much? No, it's not. It's not. God has equipped me. We're going to quit being fake humble and we're going to learn how to recover and enjoy in life. Amen. That's where I am. We're about to learn how to recover and enjoy and live 
life to the fullest. Live life more abundantly. Abundant living happens right now. On today. It's available, girl. And it starts with you learning how to have proper pace and to recover well. I want to invite you, November 6th through the 20th, we are getting ready for our end of the year fast in the society. I'm going to be teaching specifically about rest and recovery. The fast is absolutely free. Do not sleep on this. Yes, you put a credit card in when you sign up. Girl, as soon as you come in, we have instructions for you to cancel if that's what you want to do. But for some of y'all, God is calling you to start investing in your spiritual health. And I'm going to really be talking about this in our next season because that's where we're going. Your spiritual health is at the center of everything that you do. So when my spirit is well, when I'm taking care of my soul well, then my mental and emotional health is well. My physical health is better. And I'm not just talking foo-foo, baby, you know, I'm evidence-based practice down to the socks. So I want you to know that you have to start focusing on your spiritual health and investing in what matters. The Bible says that you prosper and are in good health as your soul prospers. Y'all are going to know and hear this scripture so much next season, because I'm telling you, God is doing a new thing. And I'm so excited that he has entrusted me to be able to share this message with y'all. If you are in a space where you need room to recover, where you need room to, to be consecrated, where you're tired of being inundated with messages and you want clarity, baby, this two week fast is where you need to be. Ain't going to be all a bunch of fancy speakers. We are giving y'all practical application. We're helping facilitate you um, hearing from God, showing you how to go in and confirm that you're hearing from God through the word. There is so much goodness that is in this fast. All you have to do is show up. November 6th is day one, baby girl. We have morning prayer calls. We have um, all kinds of prompts and things for you to do. Like there's so much oil that is on these fasts it never misses and so I would love to see you be a part of it in addition to today's lesson that I'm about to share with y'all I'm going to also drop the link to the YouTube channel so you can actually watch this lesson if you want to go back and take notes make sure you follow me on YouTube if you are not following me guess what you missed the drop of our um, guided Bible study session. We've been talking about Ruth and resilience all month long. This is why you need to be on the email list. This is why you need to be on the YouTube channel because I'm sending out emails. We're talking about Ruth and her resilience, everything about Ruth and about her having a man. We love, we love that God pulled up for her with Boaz, but Ruth being a Moabite woman and going into new territory where people don't look like her, and us as black women having to do the same, baby, there's some lessons we can learn from Miss Ruth. Okay? Okay. So make sure that you follow me on YouTube. You subscribe to the channel. Get in the email list. I'll drop all of the links. Check out our new website. It's updated. And, and sis, you about to get the tea because we have a whole new quiz. It's an assessment. It's a whole assessment. You get a breakdown, an action plan, all of the things. I'm telling you, girl, you do not want to miss what God is doing next. 
Make sure that you are in the space and the place. I pray that this lesson about recovery and rest in the recovery room gives you what you need for this season. Let me know. Tag me on Instagram, girl. I'm slowly getting back on social media. I've been in solitude doing the things that God has called me to, but I'm so excited to be able to share all of them with you. I think I'd have missed some stuff, child learning center. There's just a lot, okay? But I want you to make sure that you are plugged in with us November 6th through the 20th, two-week free challenge in the society. We are consecrating before God and we are really allowing him to process things in us Show us lesson, give us revelation so we can go into 2024 and be about our father's business. So sis, I love you. Enjoy this lesson of the recovery room. Check the show notes for all the links, click the things, and I will talk to you later. Now let's start the show. So tonight, y'all, we are going to be taking a deeper look at Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30. And a lot of y'all may be familiar with this passage, okay? But just because it's familiar don't mean that you can sleep on this lesson. Don't sleep on it, okay? The scripture says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Okay, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. So we're going to take a little bit of time to really look at what Jesus is saying here. I feel like there is so rich and there's so much information that God is giving that Jesus gives to us. And oftentimes we get so familiar with passages that we don't really understand the implications. We don't understand how to apply this word. And in a season where God is calling us to rest, it was so critical for us to get this in our spirit, y'all. So I'm so, so excited. Okay. First off, I want us to understand one thing because as human beings, y'all know we like to be handsy. I'm a ra-ta-ta-ta-ta all the time. And that is not always necessary. There will be times where your only call for you in that season, your only call in that difficulty is to sit down, to sit down and get out of God's way. God does not need our participation to perform his miracles. He simply wants us positioned in his presence. And when we look at the scripture and it talks about all of those who are burdened, when I looked up this word burdened in the Greek, I was so just excited in God's word because if you look at this word, it, it, it's portion. So we're like, oh girl, that's just my portion. And this is the definition of portion in the Greek. It is a burden which must be carried by the individual. Something that is personal, non-transferable. You cannot shift it to someone else. These are those things where you feel like no one else understands. No one else gets the pressure. No one else can come in and and help alleviate any of the stress and duress you may be feeling. And you want to know why? because they don't have the capacity, because it's not transferable. This weight that you feel cannot be shifted to someone else. 
So when we talk about those who are overloaded, who are weighted down, this may not always be a time to fast. Now, do not get me wrong. As Ecclesiastes says, Solomon said, it's a time for everything under the sun, including a time to rest. So yes, prayer and yes, fasting are, are very, very, very important disciplines in our life as believers. And also you need to learn how to rest as well. It's equally as important. And we love the ratata because the ratata keeps your hand on the situation. We love it because it keeps your hand on the situation. So you feel like there's some element of control, but really God is telling you to take your hands off the wheel. You and Jesus can't have the wheel at the same time. So the instructions for those in this passage who are overloaded, those who are weighted down, those who are, are just stressed to the max, it is not for you to fast. It is not for you to seek out another conference or course. But Jesus gives one simple instruction, and we're going to talk about that, okay? Now, look, let's look at it. Let's look at it. I want you to understand that the call has a cost. So whether or not you think that you are like an A++ Christian, which is no such thing, or you're just like, girl, I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to touch the hem of his garment. The call has a cost regardless. The things that we face are not always as a result of our behavior, whether we have done or haven't done things. Sometimes life just happens. And there's a scripture that supports that. But sometimes life just happens. Like it's not because of their sin, Jesus has said in the scripture. And I can't bring it to mind right now, but somebody in the chat, drop it in there. It's, it, it, there's no reason as to why. It's, it's not a sin that they did that caused them to have this affliction. Sometimes we're just afflicted. We live in a fallen world. And so understand that the call has a cost. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 24 and 26, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must first give up your own way. That includes all the ratata and you not learning how to rest. You must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what, you, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? That job, that title, that business, is anything worth more than your soul? The answer is no. And oftentimes what we see is this toxic self-reliance where you just independent, you talking about they won't break your soul, you breaking your own soul because you're trying to hang on to your life and follow Jesus. And the thing is that you have to understand that everybody has a cross. Jesus literally carried his. And we oftentimes are buckling under the pressure of trying to carry God's cross. You've picked up the wrong cross. And this is why you feel so overburdened. Jesus said, when you take, when you follow him, when you come to him, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. So if you're not feeling that, if you're doing what God has called you to do and you, you're feeling overloaded, weighted down, burdened, you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, then that means that you may want to evaluate if you're trying to hang on to your own life. 
We have to ensure that we're only carrying our cross. I love the parable of the three talents. And I think that the part that we often sleep on is where it says that the master gave each one in accordance to their capabilities or abilities. He does not give you anything that is outside of your capacity. And also, we are very good at picking up things that do not belong to us. And we try to throw Jesus' name on, oh, he told me to go take over that mountain. No, he told you to go sit down. He told you to sit down. He didn't tell you to go climb no mountains. No, no, no. He told you to sit down. And oftentimes we say that we're trying to do this for the the glory of God to advance his kingdom, but it's really for our own self-value. It's really for our own motives, for our our own exaltation of ourselves. So yes, the call has a cost, but make sure you are not um, out here positioning yourself, overexerting yourself spiritually because you have picked up the wrong cross, because you want to be seen, because your motives are, are money. You want the blessings of God. And so you're trying to work your way into a blessing and it does not work like that. Our obedience is often tied to the blessings of God. The love of God is unconditional. The blessings of God are conditional. You're not just going to be out here doing whatever, living any kind of way to include toxic self-reliance where we're sitting here trying to hang on to our own lives. We're not fully submitted and think that God is going to going to give you all of this money, all of this stuff that, that your, your flesh is after. Understand the cost. And the cost means submitting your will. The cost means that you can't be Jehovah Jireh because that's God's job. And this isn't a a proponent of us being lazy and not being a good steward. So hear me. But there's a lot of us as women of God who are like type A super doers. We will do ourselves into the ground. And so when we talk about being not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word, the word says to rest. That's just as much faith. That's just as much um, works. That's just as much uh, of you participating is for you to sit and be still, for you to rest, for you to come. So do not negate the fact that there is a cost And also, you need to sit down. Pick up your cross only. There are some things that God will not remove from you. When you talk about your portion, there are some situations that will not change. And you're not going to pray and fast your way out of it. You don't believe me? Let's look at Paul. 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10. Paul said, if I wanted to boast, I would be... I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. 
Three different times, I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. There are some situations that you are not going to be able to pray fast and ratata out of. So when we learn how to rest, when we, when we are positioned in a place of recovery, of constant recovery in the recovery room, that's where God's strength is made strong. The thorn in his flesh was given to him. He begged God to remove it. God said, nah. Some of us are, are, are trying to fight and will our way out of something. And we haven't even gone to God and asked him, is it within your will for this situation to be removed from me? And if the answer is no, God, show me, show me how to, to continue to carry my cross and to operate like this. Show me your grace. Show me your power. And this only takes place in a space of recovery. There are some things that you will not be able to ratata out of. And that's not to diminish the power of prayer. That's not to diminish the power of, of fasting. But those things are disciplines that are to be utilized as God instructs. When we talk about having strategy and spiritual strategy and warfare strategy, the most important strategy is that the strategy that you're giving or that you're using or implementing is spirit led. Not a checklist that you like, well, I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast, and I, I'm going to spin in three circles and it's going to go away. Uh -uh. What did God say to do? Spirit-led strategy. That's it. If it's not spirit-led, it's witchcraft and manipulation. You're trying to do things in your own strength. That's why you tired. Paul is in prayer here. I beg three different times for the Lord to take it away. He's on his face. He's praying without ceasing. So now you out here hungry. You, you fasted for, for 14 days and, and, and 40 more nights after that. And God's like, the answer was no. You could have ate the whole time. This is why it's so important that we come to Jesus first. Because when you're on your face, when you're at his feet, he'll tell you, uh-uh, sis, this is not actually, this is going to stay. I got you, though, but it's going to stay. Mm hmm Yeah. How much energy and effort and spiritual stamina have we wasted? Waste it because you're toiling in a situation where God has told you to rest, where God has told you to sit in his grace. The command is to come. So, as I said earlier, if you're feeling overloaded, if you're overwhelmed, if you're weighted down, the answer is not always to fast. It's not always to try to get more information. You're doing this in your own strength. You're looking for something that you think that you can do. 
and try to throw a little Jesus on it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But the command is to come. When you look at this word, come, what I've realized and what I, when I study, you have to make sure that you go to the language. In the Greek, the way this is written, the come to me, it's not a question. It's not a suggestion. It's an imperative statement, meaning a command, an order, an obligatory act or duty. That means the come to me needs to be in all caps. It's not an afterthought. It's a command. You got a problem? If you don't go to God first, you are out of order. He said, come to me. If you're feeling overloaded, stressed out, if you go to your cousin before you go to the Lord, we're out of order. My pastor says this all the time. The Bible talks about how there's safety in a multitude of counsel. And I want to add wise counsel, biblical counsel, people who you know are following God and there's actual fruit evident from their life beyond their bank account. I'm talking fruit to the spirit, Galatians 5 fruit. So there's safety in a multitude of counsel, but only God's counsel is sovereign, meaning only God's counsel has power. Only God's counsel is all-knowing. So if you go to anyone before you go to God with whatever situation you are facing, you are out of order. And this is why we find ourselves running in circles. The command is to come. We cannot allow this to be an afterthought. We have to start there. We have to start there. So let's look at why, okay? This is why it's important to be in the recovery room. The first is that the recovery room keeps you attached. Come to me. And being attached positions you to steward well over your portion. John 15 and 5 says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. It keeps you attached. And because you're attached, you will produce fruit no matter the season. I'm in a dry season. Maybe you're just not attached. Maybe you're just not attached because my Bible says in Psalm 1 and 3, the people who follow the Lord, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither. They prosper in all they do. A good example of this is Joseph. In the prison and the palace, baby, everything he touched was, was prospering. Every role, he prospered. No matter the circumstance, he prospered because he was attached. 
oh, this is just a dry season. Mm. Maybe you need to go in the recovery room and get reattached. Let's just check that out. Let's, let's make sure blood's flowing in here, the blood of Jesus, okay? Because you will produce much fruit and also you bear fruit in every season. Leaves never, they never wither and you prosper in all you do. Ain't, ain't nothing left out of all. So let's, let's just make sure that we are remaining attached. And this is why you have to be in the recovery room. This is why you have to come to Christ first. The next thing, y'all don't went back to all these slides. Y'all pray for me. Little Lucy trying it. Child. You ain't got to worry about me, little Lucy. Anyway, the next point, the recovery room keeps you equipped. If we keep reading, the Bible says, take up my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. That's Matthew eleven twenty nine. Let's talk about what it means to, to take up a yoke. A yoke was a wooden bar that was placed on the neck of animals, typically two bulls or oxen, not bulls, oxen. And they would like plow the land together. This is why when we talk about being unequally yoked, so like the Bible talks about like an oxen and a donkey, the donkey's not going to pull its weight. It's going to slow down the other animal because they are yoked together by the neck. So a yoke unites two people to move or work together as one. When we come to Jesus first, while we're in this state of recovery, we are being equipped with wisdom, skill, and discipline. He says, I will teach you. To teach, when you look at this word in the Greek, it means learning key facts. Facts knowledge as someone learns from experience. He's going to give you OJT, on-the-job training. And it says often with the implication of reflection, if you are not in a space where you are still long enough to even reflect, you're learning nothing. You're hopping from thing to thing to thing to thing, and you are missing the lessons along the way. You are missing the lessons along the way. Jesus is trying to give you wisdom, skill, and discipline because rest takes discipline. It is a discipline. You have to know how to be still because it goes against our flesh. Our innate nature is to try to, to, try to go and do something, whatever it takes. Remember we talked about King Hezekiah. He stripped the gold from the house of God. Because he didn't know the discipline of, of rest, of waiting, of coming to God first. And then he learned. And then he did it the second time. And God pulled up. He didn't have to lift a finger. 185,000 people, soldiers from the Assyrian army, dead overnight. One angel of the Lord. 185,000 bodied. Bodied. Okay, the angel of the Lord came and, been, and, and he spent the block. 
That, that's what had happened. That's, that's what happened. But you don't learn the lesson when you do not go to a space of recovery. So thing after thing after thing happens. You'd have been with Lil Johnny, Lil TJ, and, and, and Lil JT, and all of them were trash. Well, if you would have took enough time to go to God after the first one, he would have said, hey, girl, this is a pattern that you keep habitually doing. Avoid these signs. But because we don't know how to take a break, <laughs> to regroup, to let God glory gather us, we miss out on the lesson. We get so emotionally enthralled because you feel like you lost and took an L. But the real L is that you're not learning the lesson. Money can be replaced. All these other things can be replaced. But you know what can't be replaced? Time. And you're wasting your time taking back-to-back -back L's without gathering the lesson. The recovery room not only equips you with wisdom, skill, and discipline, but it teaches you how to be savior-reliant and not self-reliant. And we love us some Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't mean you should do all the things. It's the through Christ for me. Like, is it his will or not? But let's even look at this word strengthens because it's about partnership. In dunamo, so God has what's called dunamis power in the Greek. In dunamo, it really emphasizes the fact that God shares his power. He, he injects his power into us. So it's God empowering the believer through um, sharing his power ability. God empowers us in the space of recovery. This is where you are able to realize God's goodness so you can become more reliant on him. Like, oh God, you kept me. Yeah, that was ghetto, but you kept me. And then not only are we, are we empowered, but then we have now the wisdom, skill, and discipline to steward well over this new level of authority. Jesus says, I'm humble and gentle. Gentleness and humility does not mean weakness or, or even, or, or meekness doesn't mean weakness, but it means that you have power without harshness. You can have, be entrusted with power and not abuse it. God has power, but he's not harsh. And our partnership with God equips us with everything that we need to not only endure, but to prosper. Remember my last slide? It said that we, we prosper in all that we do in every season. This is why recovery is so, so imperative. And then the last thing, the recovery room keeps you rooted. The recovery room keeps you rooted. So we get the roots. We're attached, we're equipped, and now we got to stay rooted. Your peace of mind is waiting. He says, I'll give you rest for your soul. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. The word rest means intermission from labor, 
by implication, uh, a refresh. Here's what I want you to understand. Not only does that Greek word mean that, but that the, the Greek word for rest means completing a process. Completing a process. And to give or allow for us to experience rest after the needed task is completed. It is a pause after the completion of a task. This way you can't go back to back to back to back with fasting. Because you have to rest and recover after God has called you to and through that fast. It is the must needed rest after you toil. And what's more impressive about this is the word soul. I want y'all to look at it. It says it's the vital breath, the breath of life, the human soul. The soul as the seat of our affections and our will. Our soul is where we get our personality from. But I want you to, to look at that root word. It talks about your psyche, your psychology. If your mind is stressed out, I guarantee you, you've been going back to back. Ain't took no break. The, the task has been completed and you have not taken the necessary pause and time to rest. And this is why it's so important that we develop a mind like Christ. Because you have to be okay with intentionally taking time to rest and it not make sense to the rest of the world. We don't even operate like them. Especially when you're in circumstances that don't seem favorable. When you're in circumstances where you should be losing your mind and you're not losing your mind is a demonstration of that discipline that you have that comes from the partnership and the attachment that you have to God because you come to the feet of Jesus first. So you're resting even though the circumstances are not favorable. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. That doesn't always mean you're putting your hands to something. Walking by faith means sometimes you sit there and wait on God because you're like, oh, this is clearly above me. I don't have it. And it's so important to remember that as people of God, the Holy Spirit searches out everything. He searches out everything. And he shows us God's deep secrets. That is scripture. That's 1 Corinthians 2 and 10. God's secrets are revealed to us through his spirit. But those who don't operate according to God, those who don't have a relationship with Christ, and because you don't have a relationship with Christ, you don't have the Holy Spirit, that means that you don't have the capability of even comprehending what's happening here. They don't have the capacity or the capability, and you are over here compromising your recovery because you want to appease the opinions of their carnal minds and their carnal ideas. It's giving, it's giving, no. You have to be rooted. This is where you get your peace of mind. This is where you learn how to not lean onto your own understanding. This is where the peace of God will guard your heart and guard your mind in the recovery room. And you can be in a consistent space of recovery. So this doesn't mean that you, like, I'm just gonna sit here and be a monk. No, that's not that. I'm about to give you some homework, sis, okay? Here's your homework. 
Your homework is to make a recovery plan. I want you to take an an intentional opportunity to sit before God. And I want you to come up with a practical and purposeful recovery plan. And here are some things I want you to consider. First, I want you to get some physical activity in. This don't mean that you got to do CrossFit. This, this, that's not what I'm saying. It can be going for a walk, but commit to some physical activity. Physical activity increases dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter in your brain that will improve your mood and your overall health. Get some physical activity in your body. Do something with yourself, okay? It's just as important as everything else that you try to prioritize. This is important. Next is your nutrition. Make sure you're eating a proper diet. This includes drinking water, taking your vitamins, minding your business so your edges will flourish. Okay? Okay. Psychological stress. I want you to reduce stressors as much as possible. And this means that if you need to elicit help from a professional, i.e. therapy, then do that. This is, this is the, the season for that. We're going to recover from those past traumatic experiences. Like recovery starts now. So yes, the immediate things. Some of y'all need to delete your Instagram and start all over or maybe not or never get back on it. Change your number. I had them for 15 years. Are you trying to hold on to your own life? Because we read the scripture about what happens when you try to hold on to your own life. There is nothing worth your peace. The inconvenience of having to update your number versus having your peace. So TJ, Johnny, and JT ain't calling you, sis. Let's stop making excuses and giving the enemy access. Next, lifestyle. What unnecessary activities or burdens are you carrying? I learned a valuable lesson last year in this year of me being full-time in my business. And I really love that God had me in this year of recovery where I just learned like, I don't have to do the things that I don't wanna do. <laughs> like, I don't have to. Yeah, I need to eat, but like, this job isn't the only way. I'm connected to Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And so I don't have to let y'all get my blood pressure up. Some of us are doing unnecessary things. You're working 14 jobs and God's like, if you just go take a financial literacy class and learn how to be a steward over what I'm giving you, then you wouldn't need to do this. Some of us are attached to, to social groups and this and that. There's, there's lifestyle burdens and obligations, things that you committed yourself to. Some of them may even be or look like ministry and God did not tell you to do it. And now you over here stressed out and getting bitter about going to church and serving. But God's like, who told you to be on every board? Well, I never told you to do that. Just because it's good doesn't mean it's God. Okay. What unnecessary activities or burdens are you carrying? I need you to develop a plan to offload them. Environment. Organize your house. Clean up your space. Again, get a professional to come in and set up systems and all that if needed. This doesn't have to be done overnight, but it needs to be a part of your recovery plan. If you got to do this in phases because you got to save up for you to get a, a 
a doer or organizer to come in your house, then do that. But your life is at stake. Research shows how much better or how much sharper our, men, our mentality is and how much more effective we are when our environment is where it needs to be. You need to get cleaners? Do that. If that means you got to quit getting your nails done, do that. This is from our recovery. This is the real self-care. Self-care is not just nails and massages. Those things are great. They are also temporal. Finally, your health. I need you to go ahead and plan your physical for the top of the year. Okay? Thank you, President Barack Obama. Because due to the Affordable Health Care Act, preventative care measures, such as your physical, is free. And when you go, get your labs done and ask your physician to check your vitamin D levels. Vitamin D is critical to your brain health. It's critical to your mood. Found that out, how, how impactful my, my sleep, my rest, all of it. Environment, we just invested in a, a sleep number bed because I have a hard time sleeping. And it's not cheap. But my rest and recovery are worth it. Get your vitamin D level check. Get out in the sun an hour a day. This is your homework. Now, if you have not been able to tell, girl, I'm still in Mexico in my recovery room, okay? But if y'all have any questions, please feel free to inbox me. Please leave your comments here. I really want to hear your feedback about this lesson. I am so grateful that God is really charging us in this season to take care of ourselves, to recover and rest well. I pray that this lesson blessed y'all. I want y'all to do the homework, okay? I'm only at the 37 minute mark. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. Bible study be longer than this. The time that's remaining is for you to not just get off and be like, oh, girl, that was good. It's for you to do your homework. Okay. I love you, but I'm going to hold you accountable. So I want to see in the society where y'all are sharing your recovery plans. I will be back on tomorrow. Okay. So I want to see this. This is your homework. I love y'all. God bless y'all. And we'll talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life altering. And if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.